What up, what up, what up? Boop, boop. So season two, episode four, the POC report. We done went international on y'all. We went international. It's a painting, man. It's, yo, I follow him on, on Instagram, by the <laughs> way, and, safe. and Twitter, by the way. But um, yeah. we had a great episode with Emery. Yes, we had Emery from Shout Out Network and Melanin Millennials also. Melanin Millennials. Try yeah. to say that five times fast. And five times in a row is just so hard, man. It's I only so had difficult. to say it once. But, but yeah. um, they're actually a very great podcast network out mm-hmm. in the UK. Yep. Representing, and, uh, the, uh, representing the underrepresented. And... um. We just want you guys to know that we, we, we out here touching the world now. Like, we everywhere now. So we just trying to make sure that people, there's not only people of color in the United States, just for the people <laughs> that didn't know that. We're, we're just trying to make sure that we reach out to everyone. Exactly. So um, shout out Emory and shout out the shout out network. Shout out the shout out network. It's so difficult to say that. But um, yeah, just listen to this episode. This is episode four. Yes. And enjoy. All right, so yeah, so let's 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 really start off with introducing you. So your name is M. So so I don't like mispronouncing anyone's name. So exactly, because I think you have a nice name also. From yeah. what I've read. Thank you. So hopefully, I'm not <laughs> saying it wrong. <laughs> we'll see. So on the sh- on your show, um, Melanin Millennials, which I always mess up because it's like a tongue twister. Um, you say that five times fast. <laughs> you 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 say your name is is Emery, right? Yeah, that's okay. the easiest thing to go with Emery. for everybody. <laughs> And yeah. your full name is Imriel? Imriel. Imriel, yeah. Imriel? Okay. You say it in an American. Imriel. Imriel Morgan. Im- yeah. Imriel. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Our accent is fucking this whole shit up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Okay. So, so I'm going to just say Imri to not, to not sound like a super American to all your, uh, yeah, to all your people nice. out there. So when they listen, they're like, did he totally fucked your name up? No, no, no. It's like, I think it's just like a universal thing. Like, everyone can say Imri because it's two syllables, but then you add like the L and it just completely messes up the whole word. Throws like, whole no one can up. do it. Definitely. So, so where, so where are you from originally? Where's your family from, matter of fact? Uh, so, my family's from the Caribbean. So, my dad is Jamaican. Uh, my mom's actually born in the US Virgin Islands, St. Thomas. Mm. Um, but she kind of was raised a little bit in St. Kitts. So, I kind of identify more with being Kitishan and Jamaican. And boop, boop. We, we got some Caribbean <laughs> people here also. I'm Trinidadian. And nice. Hello. Hey. Hey, hey. I'm not my best friend. Hey. Okay, we got our colors on also. We do. We actually do. <laughs> we actually do. No, my best I, friend. Okay. My, she de- I mean, in spirit. In spirit, you guys. <laughs> I do. My blood runs in the colors. Definitely. My my, <laughs> my best friend, Um, he grew up, and well, he's from St. Croix. And his his uh, family's from right. St. Kitts too, so I definitely understand the whole oh, dynamic. That's, that's stuff. That's so cool. We <laughs> might know each other. You just you just might. You honestly just might. So, uh, you you have this amazing platform that you created, um, called Shout Out Network. So, talk to us a little bit about that. Like, how did you? What was what was the the what was the going point to say yeah? Like, I want to create a podcast network. Uh, so full disclaimer, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm so I'm the co-founder. So I came on really early, but um, it was actually Fa um, who is the founder. We met. We actually date, so we met on Tinder. And shout that out, Bobby! Oh, shout yeah. out, it's a, it's a Tinder wow, team. that's dope. It's it's still a thing. Hey, um, 
<laughs> so we met and he when we met like you know tinder conversations go he's like i'm trying to build this podcast network and i was like i don't know what that is but all right whatever i didn't care um <laughs> and then like time went on and he was kind of like he bought equipment and things are just kind of entering his house that was just like what is going on and i still wasn't listening to podcasts at any point um and then i got into serial and then i got into the read um from the read you know you kind of go down this like garden path of like what else is out there yeah um and then i was looking for the uk version of the read which is like google is not equipped to handle that kind of query <laughs> yet um it might be now but there is no such thing as like a uk version of the read there's just the read and i you just can't find a podcast like another podcast so um, <laughs> yeah. kind of just like oh there's nothing like british why is there nothing british um and then FA was like, well, I'm still trying to like pull together these people to create like the first podcast and then it's going to be a network thing. And then he's, he asked me to get involved in the marketing side. So that was where I came in. I was like, fine, I'll help you grow this. There were a few pilots recorded and a few meetings with other people. Um, but in the UK, like podcasting is like, especially within like black people, it was it's so small. Like it's, mm. it was infancy, like no one was doing it. Um, so talking to these people to get them to do a podcast, they're like, what's that? Why can't we do YouTube? And we're like, <laughs> uh, nah, we're talking about a very specific thing here. Exactly. So I was just like, I'll start it with Safia. Um, so we kind of launched, like Melon and Millennials launched the network kind of. Um, okay. And then I was just like, at the, around the same time, he asked me to just be like the partner and just basically run this thing. And I was like, I don't know why you'd want me to run anything, <laughs> but all right. <laughs> so now we're just here and we've got like, six shows produced i think five four are current on weekly schedules and mm. uh two are kind of ones on hiatus or waiting for season two and the other one's kind of retired now actually mm. so yeah it's been a busy 12 and a bit months mm. that's what's that that's what's up now i remember um I mean, we we talked off air a little bit about about Barry. Shout out to Barry. And Shout Pods out Barry and, and Pods and Color. Yeah, but we um we talked a little bit about that, and I, I I feel like I found out about not just your podcast but the platform itself from Barry. Um, so oh, cool. Yeah, so definitely shout out to her. And yo, I don't know if you saw what happened today, but basically, or I guess technically yesterday, but iTunes, she had been used, she had been you know, advising iTunes, whatever, as to, you know, who are some of the better black voices out there in, in podcasting. And they kind of just like, they kind of shitted on her. They basically like helped, they created this new page of black voices okay. and podcasts and just kind of didn't give her any credit. It was kind of crazy. Oh, for real? That's I didn't know that. Pretty crazy. Um, is that on the UK site? Because I haven't, I mean, I rarely use Apple products. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm like, not, like I'm like after I stopped using my Mac, I moved to a Chromebook, which was the biggest regret of my life. Uh, but after I moved, I just don't see anything on iTunes beyond like basic account control. So yeah, I might have to check that out, especially if that's on the American side because that's free. Yeah, I, yeah, I I only saw it because some of the podcasts um, here in the U.S. have made it on. Um, two of our podcasts made it on there too. Shout out to Galcast and Carry On Friends. They, um, you know, I saw it then and I was like, wait. And then I saw like, you know, Barry was tweeting about, you know, how it was just really disrespectful that they didn't really show her any love and stuff like that, whatever. I'm just like, wow. You know, like in the, the, she's the one person who I feel connected all these people. I mean, shit, we're on a, we're on a Skype call with, the UK right now because of something that she put together. Exactly. You know, all, all these years. Well, yeah, show months some ago, respect. So. Definitely show man. love. I mean, but anyway, you know, moving. I don't yeah. really want to stay on that too, too for too long. But you know, um, after you launched, um, 
Melanin Millennials, you know, where was the, the like after you you launched it, like what, what what was the next step? Say, okay, well, you know, we have this show, this show is successful. What do we do? Yeah, so for me, I was very much looking at it like, what is a network without other podcasts? Um, <laughs> so it was like, okay, we're gonna just put this call out um, to other to see if anyone else just kind of got on this level and wanted to do what we're doing. Um, and honestly, I, I mean, I don't even know what to, we didn't know what to expect. Like, I had pretty much hashed together the website in about like sixteen hours. Um, mm. And like created these forms and I was just like, well, I'll just see what happens. And we got, I think, you know, after maybe like two weeks putting the call out on the on the podcast and then maybe a couple of things on Twitter. And we weren't we didn't have like a massive Twitter following or anything. Like we just had like nothing. Um Alex from Mostly Lit got in touch and mm. um he was like, I see this thing, I listen to podcasts, these are the ones I listen to. Um and I see what you guys are doing and I want to be in there early. That's all he said. He's like, I see this being something big and I want to be in there early. And at this point we were like, if you say you wanted a podcast and you came to us and said you wanted to do one, we were just going to let you have it. Like there was no quality <laughs> control. There was no vetting. There was, there was no process. It was just like, we're going to sit down and talk to you, figure out what you want to do and you'll get a podcast. I mean, things have changed a lot since then, but of course, mostly let came on board. Yeah, like Mostly Lit came on board and Mostly Lit is killing it right now. Like I did not anticipate um, sitting in front of Alex and him turning around and telling me, I want to do a podcast about literature and books. And I've already got a co-host in mind. We don't know each other that well. We met like on Twitter a couple months ago. Um, and we're going to just talk about books. Like, That's kind of how this books. podcast started. Really, really? We legit met oh. on Twitter and um, Wise added me and Enzo and was like, um, he's our other host. He's going to be in the yeah. future episodes. But he just hit us up like, would you guys want to be part of a podcast? And then he like DM me like, yo, so when somebody forward you to me. And I was like, yeah, of course. It's about cool. persons of color. We're going to highlight black people from everywhere. And we're going to make sure that sure. their business is shown. And I was like, I'm down. Yeah. Look at Twitter making things happen. <laughs> <laughs> it is so beautiful. Um, yeah, I think that's like a, a lot of how like, some of the other shows have started that I know of as well. Like it's just these like internet connections and just finding people that are like like-minded and then coming together and just like we'll do a show about it. Um, and yeah, so it's a beautiful thing. I love it. But that's pretty much how the network started. It was like one person kept coming, then we just kept getting applications and we just kept saying yes yeah. until we could not physically say yes anymore. <laughs> how long have you been doing your podcast so far? So Melon and Millennials uh, has been going what month is it? It's now February. So we are a year and coming up for three months old. Okay, okay. And oh. how did, how, like, and um, when you first got into it, were you like scared to, you know, have your voice heard? Because I mean, the first time I record podcasts, I, I felt like I'm going to hear myself back and it's going to sound weird. I kind of don't like my voice. This is going to be weird. Were you like. <laughs> jumped into it heard felt it and was like yeah this is this is it or where this was there a point where you were like i'm good at this like uh so yeah much like you i definitely went into it really apprehensive i was like i don't know what i'm gonna say i have a job um i don't think i have a nice voice i think i have a very nasal sounding voice uh, i've gotten used to it now but i don't like my voice so to me i was just like i don't really want to hear this back and 
we went into recording this and Satya had the same feeling like, I don't know why anyone would want to hear my voice. It's really raspy. We just went into this thing and we had a big old jug of mojitos made for us in the first recording and the second jug made in the second recording, which was on the same day. Um, and yeah, like we just kind of went in and by the time the second mojito round hit, we kind of got more comfortable with it. But I don't, mm. like, I think for ages we just chose not to listen to any of those episodes. And like now I look back on them and I just cringe because I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> what were we talking about it was so awful <laughs> so, do you have a, a favorite episode um i do now especially from like the last couple of weeks where i feel like we've now kind of hit like a really nice stride in what we're doing so i really loved uh the episode we did on homelessness um in the uk in particular because it's quite a big deal um Actually, I know it's quite a big deal in New York when I went, when I visited as well. But yeah, homelessness here, the government's really, really bad at dealing with that. And we brought in um, some guys, some entrepreneurs who created a soup kitchen in mm. Brixton. You may have heard of it. It's usually yeah. called it. like the UK's version of Brooklyn. <laughs> um, so in Brixton, they created a soup kitchen. It was really cool what they've done. They don't get any funding, they don't get any money. And they said they were kind of like dropping some truths about like getting loads of media attention and how like they make them look really shiny and glossy. And actually, they don't get any funding. Um, even one of the newspapers that they got featured in, heavily featured in, they applied for funding with them and they gave them zero funding. They said their idea wasn't original enough, but it was original oh, enough wow. to feature, but not wow. to fund. So. Wow. It was a really cool episode. It was our Christmas episode, actually. So I think a lot of people actually now kind of reviewed how they looked at homeless people. And I know that, like, since meeting them, um, I've given lies on how these issues affect people and how, like, easy it is to fall down that path. So, yeah, that's probably my favorite one. Wow. So, the, one I mean, like, on, on, our, on our perspective, I mean, I'll speak from my perspective specifically. Since I've gotten into podcasting, I feel like... I've been more in tune with what's going on in like community in my community and I actually care a lot more, you know, like a lot of times, you know, like being, being young, being young, like you can be really ignorant and just bliss and blissfully ignorant essentially to like all the things going around, going on around you. I mean, even just hearing that, that, you know, the soup kitchen story, it's just like super inspiring. Like what, you know, it was that what, you know, you wanted the podcast to be about when you first started it. Yeah, I think for us, we always had like a really clear vision um, when we started it because it took so long from when we first talked about it to actually recording it and distributing it. So the vision was always to be like, okay, we're going to voice opinions on matters that not that affect us, but also affect people in our community, um, specifically as like black British women. Um, and then by extension, just black people and um, then people of color, like it goes down <laughs> the, the further removed it, it gets and like millennial issues as well. Um, and homeless, homelessness at the time, like I think there's like a bunch of 16 to 24 year olds in this country that wow. it affects. So like for us, it was always about like how, what are these issues that are affecting our kind of demographic of people and how, who's speaking about this issue besides maybe like the mainstream who kind of either put it in really negative lights um put or, a dance around it yeah and they just don't tackle the subject and then there's no real opinions being heard or and it was just getting really frustrating to hear it from someone else that wasn't living or experiencing these things so it was very much like a part of our plan to kind of tackle a lot of these issues um and i think we're doing a pretty good job i i would like to hope we are i think doing a good so job too i think so too so um thank you how how much do you think since you you know since Charlotte Network has launched 
that y'all have inspired other podcasters, other black um or matter of fact, sorry, before I even go there, Beam. Mm-hmm. Is that is that how you say yeah. it? Is that Beam? So if the yeah. so, Colton, real quick, if the if we were in the UK, the show would be called The Beam Report because that's kinda like how they break down like POC. Wait, explain yeah. it to me. Yeah. You said so, Beam? Beam, yeah. Bame. So Bame is black and minority ethnic. Um, it's like the technical term. I'm about to move to the UK we do. and start the Bame report on on the <laughs> Shout Network. <laughs> you should. You definitely could. Um, it doesn't have the same ring as like POC or POC, as we like to call it here. Like we have adopted POC um, as a thing yeah, okay. here. So it's, it's a lot easier to say POC or people of color like. BAME is really long. We say BAME if we're talking like to journalists and things. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. So, or yes. if, you're, if they, they reported it in like a newspaper, they would refer to it as BAME. BAME. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So how how much do you how much do you think that you you know you've uh, inspired other POC pop, or POC people to um, uh, create podcasts and you know to inspire to want to be on Shoutout Network? I mean, the network existed from maybe July 2014, 2015, 2014. Yeah, twenty fifteen. I don't know, one of those times. Um, it was it was from 2014, and then we kind of ended up, um, when the show launched, there, we got a call from, I think, Acast, and they said, you know, there's only five Black British podcasts at the moment, and you're one of them. Wow. Um, this was, like, maybe two months before Mostly Lit existed. So, like, there's five of us. Like, you're, you've got, like, all of the data and looked at all of the added podcasts, and there's only five. And I honestly didn't even know who the other four were. I think we had just discovered maybe two, maybe one or two just at that same time. And I was like, goodness. Um, and now, like, by our last count, which was probably about three or four months ago, there's probably, like, something like 60 or maybe even 70 now. Um, and I would say, like, we probably had a massive hand in that. Like, there is just no way because we very quickly and very early on, Melon and Millennials did catch a lot of, like, press attention. So we did get, like, a lot of features and, um, in prominent like UK publications and then mostly lit kind of came in and did its thing and then we launched um, and that helped garner a little bit more um, press attention and then we were starting to see like every other week someone's launching something and to add to that like the network was getting like applications like it was like maybe one or two a week and now it's like we get multiple applications a day sometimes wow. like it's crazy how many people are now like I want to start a podcast on this so it is kind of like yeah, we, we produce everything in-house, so it's like we can't quite take you on. <laughs> there, is, there is literally one person doing the recording, the editing, and the post-production. Like, so there's one person, and we physically don't have the capacity. So it is like, it's been like an eye-opening experience to see like just how many people have opinions and have things that they want to say, and they want to use podcasting as the medium for it. Um, especially here in the UK, it's so needed and it's so necessary. So we're glad that it's like becoming like an established culture, um, and we're happy to be like what would be the start of it, I guess. That's that's super cool. That's uh, that that's that's what we need. I mean, I feel like the boom of podcasts have been like it went from like a lot of people started doing podcasts like probably like a year ago. I'd honestly even say we probably started like probably a year yeah, ago. A lot of people started and they worked on it. And then they started with like little networks and stuff and it boomed. And then all of a sudden now it's just like everyone wants to get on. Everyone has something to say. Because like at the end of the day, a lot of people make videos and stuff and visuals. Visuals mm-hmm. are always cool. But if you sit and listen to a podcast, you're really sitting and trying to hear what someone is talking to you about. Because you can always like 
lose interest in a video or lose focus on what someone's talking about if you're watching a video because it's a lot of things to process. But um, if you really sit and listen and talk, listen to people talk, you can get a different perspective on things. And I think that you did start a boom out there. You definitely did. <laughs> like, uh, don't downplay yourself. You, flex session. You got you can flex right now. You you are the the co the co founder, and yes. the founder trusted you to run stuff. And earlier when you was I don't know why he trusted me to run stuff, because now because you see how things are now. That's why he trusted you to run things. So. You know, oh, just just so big yourself nice up. Someone man. else says it. Yo, for, <laughs> <laughs> big yourself up though. Like you have to. Like I feel like um, we had a guest say that if you did it, you might as well you know talk about it. You know, you don't have to belittle anyone else. Just big up yourself. That's it. Roll okay. safe. I'm gonna big up myself. <laughs> <laughs> I did that. I'm doing. You did. You, <laughs> did, you did. do that. You did I did. I did that. I did that. Um, <laughs> The founder actually does that to me all the time. He's like, I did this and hits his chest. I'm like, That's right. Well. <laughs> he got to. He got to. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, I, like, I almost like dread moving on to this like depressing ass topic. But I mean, the state of where the world is today. Politics. The uh, state of politics. Because I feel like politics everywhere is fucking crazy. Oh, man. Like every. All like po- politicians, 2017, they're now like, fuck it, cards on the table. We don't care anymore. <laughs> Listen, yeah. y'all, we were lying for a long time. Now we're going to be honest. Like, we're terrible people. And I feel like that's all what politicians have been basically telling us. Like, we lie to you guys in your face. We're terrible people. But listen to us. Give us money. Like, so, um, yeah. yeah, go ahead, Wise. Explain. Yeah, like, just, I mean, we got, we have Trump. Y'all have Theresa May. Right. Yep. I don't know who that yeah. is. So can you like refresh me and the people who don't know who that is? Because Wise told me earlier that she's like Trump, and that once I heard that, I was like, oh my god, I gotta, she's, gotta she hear is this. Definitely, she is definitely not like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't like the woman. Um, okay. She's the British Prime Minister, um, and she technically, I mean, so we don't have like a system like the American system of election. So what had happened was there was a general election. I think May 2014, I want to say, um, where we have like two parties. We have multiple parties, but two parties, kind of like the Democrats and Republicans. Okay, okay. They exist. It's the Labour Party and the Conservatives, and they usually just go head to head. Like the other parties don't really get looking. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Conservatives won with David Cameron, who was the Prime Minister before Theresa May. And then during this whole Brexit thing that happened last year, that awful time where people just lied through their whole entirety um, and just went straight with the racism, straight with the immigration. We hate immigrants. Like it was bad. Um, and a woman died as a result, actually, of that of this nonsense. Um, so Brexit happened, and the Prime Minister <laughs> David Cameron just decided, like after the day, the morning of that vote, the result coming in, he was like, "I quit." Um, wow! So, I, I watched that on TV. Matter of fact, crazy. Yeah, it was nuts. Like. He literally just came out. He was like, so I'm done. Um, good luck with that. And I'm piecing the F out. Like, he was finished. And so everyone was just like, crap. So then their party was in, like, free fall to find someone else. And so there was a lot of backstabbing. It was literally like watching House of Cards unfold in the UK because there was, like, Boris Johnson, who was the former mayor of London, and this other guy called Michael Gove, who's, like, irrelevant. And then Theresa May were all in the running. They all stabbed each other in the back. Then it was between Theresa May and this other woman, who I don't remember the name of. 
and then she stabbed her in the back wow. and then she managed to get elected um, by the Conservative Party, not by the people, by the party itself. They voted for Theresa May to become the new prime minister. So she wasn't like the people's choice in any way. Um, and so she's been in ch- and she actually led the um, the vote to stay. So she actually did not want to leave the mm. EU. OK. okay. Um, and now she's like, I want a hard Brexit. We will get what we want. And, and now <laughs> oh, wow. she's like dandying up and sided, sided up with Trump um, because, I mean, it's really desperate. Like the UK has nobody there and really going anti-EU, uh, which is kind of stupid. And so now we've got nobody. We're just left in the middle of the ocean. It's this tiny island trying to make out like we're really important when we're really kind of just not. We're like every other country. Um, and yeah, she's just making piss poor decisions. But she's not like Trump. Like she doesn't say anything near as terrible, but she used to be like the home office secretary so she used to be in charge of immigration and she did some really terrible things to um immigrants in this country like Damn. really heinous things happened under her her lead so she's not well liked at all wow. but she's no trump oh, but she's <laughs> just, just trying to she's just trying to like get in trump's good grace because she's like oh the u.s they're over there i guess they can help us if things got yeah crazy. it's just like oh we need the trade deal we really need it like we don't but all right <laughs> Yo, the crazy the crazy part of what you of what you said right was that like you said that she did all these heinous things to Im- to immigrants in the UK, mm-hmm. and she's still not as bad as Trump. <laughs> That's the crazy no, because Trump just started his reign of of crazy things terror, to immigrants. Terror, call it like terror. he's he's legit trying to ban Muslims. Like 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 there's not Muslims of every race. It really doesn't make any sense because it's like it's almost like him saying uh, if you're an immigrant of not Muslim descent, then you can't have any do any terrorist activity you can't attack like the u.s which is false because like a lot of most of like the terrorist attacks i call i call a terrorist attack when someone willingly goes to a place and kills a bunch of people yes right and it's like the number compared to like extremists like and the islamic extremists and stuff like islamic extremists have like six and people from america have like a hundred thousand like so like the number is like you're not you're looking at the wrong people right now definitely what do you what do you even you guys have like we just sit here and we're just like what is going on in america like we don't we do not understand (laughs) because trump does not understand that's that's the the, crazy part the biggest issue he i feel like he's trying to run america like a a business like a a company and it's not a company not nah 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 because nah i'm not even gonna say that because he dead wouldn't even run his company. He wouldn't run his company like this. He was not running his company like this. Like there are Muslims that work in his company. There are women who work in his company. Yeah. But he's dead fucking over women and Muslims. It's like, bruh, seriously? Like, ser- like seriously? Like for real? For real? I like honestly. Honestly, that's not my president. That's not my president. That's not my president. <laughs> my president is Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> that's that's not my president. But no, like honestly, like I watched, I watched the Brexit shit happen, and I was like, I called my cousin, um, who lives um in London, and I was like, Yo, what the fuck? And she was like, Yo, what the fuck? And I was like, What the fuck? And that's that was how we went, and you know, and I I, I just assumed that that was about as crazy as shit was gonna get, and then November rolled around, and it was like, Oh, but what the fuck though? Like, I can't even, I, I still don't even, I can't fathom what actually happened, honestly. I was actually in Jamaica when that happened, when Trump got elected. During the election time, I was, like, in Jamaica watching this thing unfold. And all the Jamaicans on the radio were calling it, like, nah, they're going to do the right thing. They're going to vote for Hillary. It's just not going to be Trump. It's not going to be nah. Trump. They were, like, really invested in it. And I was like, it's going to be Trump. It's like, me- after we were, Brexit slapped me in the face. I was like, nothing's going to slap me in the face again. Like, <laughs> 
saw Trump alone. You know what's crazy? Like, I seen the Brexit stuff happen, and I was like, yeah, Trump's probably going to win. Wow. Like, I was like, this is crazy. I was like, the world, like, no one cares anymore. Like, I, I just really feel like no one cares anymore. And, like, now that he's gotten voted, I see a lot of Trump supporters, like, regretting everything. And they're just like, Why, how could you be like this, Trump? Like, like he didn't say these things as he was running for president. Like, it's That's exactly like Brexit. <laughs> it's it's really crazy. So it's just like he's here now. The future, the the future of the U.S. is just really on a balance right now. Really? Like, we really don't know like what's gonna happen. Like, I feel like I want to say I don't want things to like. I want to say things are not gonna get worse, but the way that it looks, it looks like things can get really bad like really soon. And I really yeah. just don't want it to happen. I'm intrigued. I'm kind of like a nihilist, so I'm just like. I'm going to just see what happens. Like, nothing's going to be bad and nothing's going to be great. I'm just going to see, like, I feel like I'm sitting in neutral ground as a pock um, <laughs> in this world. And, like, my passport can take me wherever I need to be where, where missiles aren't going to be flying. So I'm good. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know, and that's, I mean, we, <clears throat> privilege, privilege is a big conversation here in the U.S. right now. And I didn't understand my privilege of being a dual citizen until trump became president i was like well i can get the fuck up out of here whenever i want like i can travel back to barbados and just be like all right well you know nobody's not gonna try and kill us from over here so i'm good money i didn't understand my privilege like like that and you said you were in jamaica you you could definitely just be like oh well i mean i'm just i'm out i'm i can run shout network from the internet from so i'm 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 but the way that trump is moving he might want to just delete dual citizenship delete wow like that's well, how I, it seems like he wants to he just wants it to like you can either be from America or you can be from somewhere else. That's like how Trump it just seems he is. I from my understanding, because my mom is uh half yank, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um I actually was meant to get dual citizenship with the US and actually from ages ago I've been told that I cannot get dual citizenship as a US UK citizen. I'd have to give up my UK citizenship. And I was like, how about no? Um, about that no? was from like 10 years ago. <laughs> I was like, no, that's right. I'm actually all good on my UK citizenship. So um, <laughs> hey, thank you. Oh, um, wow, not a, That's crazy. Yeah. So they do make you give it up. But my mom holds dual with the UK and so does my younger sister who was also born there. So I think if you're like born there, it's different. But if I even though I'm entitled to be a U.S. citizen through my mom, it doesn't, I'd have to still give it up. I'd have to commit all the way to being American. And that doesn't seem like the right decision. Definitely you know? not. Definitely not. Not the, the, so, the crazy part is that like I'm, I was trying to, I'm going to essentially attempt to get um, triple citizenship with the U.K. Because um, when my mom was born, I don't want to date her, but when my mom was born, Barbados was still like a, a British colony. So yeah. I'm gonna try and get it because I, I I mean like things are crazy over there, but things are crazier over here right now. So the way <sighs> immigration's moving right now, I don't know if anyone of us, even the even the brown ones with the passports that are meant to be here, are even gonna be here. Like it's it's it feels just as tense to be honest. Like wow, Teresa is not making any promises. There are people that are left in limbo. There's people with like indefinite leave to remains who. Could get deported at any minute like it the immigration situation here is not is not where it needs to be so i i think the barbados is a great shout to be definitely, honest definitely that is four so, and a half hours away from here i'm just hop on a plane my flight might be like two three hundred dollars and just you know just one way just call it a day just one way I'm cost just of living's way cheaper too way cheaper two think- for one with the u.s dollar i'm, I'm just, just thinking of moving to africa man call it a day go yes. back to the motherland 
Yes. Just go see I, I really about. want to. I really want to. I found out I was from Ghana from um, my ancestry test, and I'm like, really? <laughs> so Ghana, Ghana, what's up? <laughs> uh, I gotta take yeah, mine. I'm gonna go to Ghana. Can't you? Can't Definitely you? Do. Can't you file for like a citizenship? Um, um, because of the ancestry test. That's what my friend said. So I've got like most of my friends are Ghanaian, um, and they said like it's yeah. If you can basically say if you have that, I don't want to like say anything about the Ghanaian embassy, but they basically she said you can pretty much get citizenship if that's what you. They come back. They came back with. It also came back with twenty five percent Nigerian, but you know, I'm gonna leave that. Where, I'm gonna leave that where it is. <laughs> Wait, look, now, nah, nah, because of you, now I'm definitely gonna do my ancestry test, um, just to figure out where where I am from. Like, what, 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 what inspired you to do that? I mean, like, I, I always think that people in the UK they travel a lot more than people in the US. So, like, what inspired you to, to do that, and what countries have you been to? Uh, so yeah, I, I was an avid traveler. Um, I say avid, I, I feel like I'm actually like small fry compared to some people. But before, so we, when I was younger, my mom like took us out of the UK for a year to live in St. Kitts because she was like, I don't know what role models you have here, but I don't like them. So you're going to go to that people. <laughs> um, so she took us to the St. Kitts and we lived there for a year. So. I lived there and then came back and then I was like, I got like a travel bug, um, went through like high school and stuff. And then to Egypt, because I had like a massive love of Egypt and like the ancient history, not in a hotepi way, just in a, I really liked archaeology. Um, and then I was a bit disappointed by Egypt and how little black people I actually saw in that place. And I was like, mm. what is going on? This doesn't make any sense. Um, and then obviously traveled a bit around Europe um, and then did Costa Rica, Nicaragua and learning like some of that Central American history and stuff. And then being in the and lived in the Caribbean again in tickets for like two years and then island hopped for a bit. And then went to Lagos. I did my ancestry test off the back of like there was a documentary in the UK called um I think it's Britain's Forgotten Slave Owners by David Olusoga. Um it was huge it wasn't actually it didn't get as much publicity as it should have. It was like a two or three part series on like how Britain made its money off the back of slaves in the Caribbean. Um, and he actually broke it down in economical terms. So like people could not di dispute this because you know how like white people like to like deny things, sure yeah. do. especially yep. in the oh, UK. Yeah. Like, oh no, facts. everywhere. That's just white people everywhere, honestly. Alternative facts. I mean, yeah, the, them alternative facts really fly real free in the UK because it didn't happen in the UK. It didn't happen. Slavery didn't happen there or here, should I say? So they feel like they can say, oh, no, that wasn't us. That was something that happened like a long time ago somewhere else. So they oh feel really God. removed from it. But actually, like this guy just went, he's like, he got pulled together all the records. And it's like, yeah, basically, like your next door neighbor, probably like his great, great, great someone probably owned some slaves and he's probably benefited from it. Oh, and like shit. how the bank and everything just broke it all down. And how like um, all of these people uh, who own slaves, they basically all got reparations for the loss of their slaves when the abolishment happened. Yep, and it was yep. just like, bruh, so you, you guys like actually got a whole ton of money. Like it was like something crazy, like the equivalent of like 33 billion or something stupid high um, in reparations were given out. I was just like, nah, I feel messed up for this. I do not like this. Who am I? Where do I come from? Like these bastards took my history. I need to know where I came come from. And it just started something in me. And then I took the test. Um, I actually got the kit for my birthday. And yeah, six weeks later, it kind of confirmed what I knew. But it did, kind of, I was just like, oh my God, do I look like these people? Do I look like Googling, Google imaging, like Cameroon people and Congo people? Like, oh my God, do I look like this? Do I look like this? And then 
recounting every time some guy has said to me, let me guess, you're Ghanaian, right? And I was like, well, actually, I am. I am Ghanaian. Well, actually. Like <laughs> yeah. So it, it was really eye-opening. Um, my family did not react in the way I had anticipated. They were a little bit like, oh, I thought we were East African. I'm like, that doesn't correlate with history, like, at sure all. Doesn't. But all right. <laughs> not at all. So, but it was, it was good. And I, now I really want to go to Ghana. I've been to Nigeria. Now I want to go to Ghana. Nice, man. That's not that's, that's that's super inspiring. I'm definitely gonna do my test. I don't know. I'm just like a super conspiracy theorist, and I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna get in my DNA. They're gonna store it in like some I don't know random place, and just I'm just yeah, I'm just I'm I'm a little yeah. Crazy, I don't know about all that. I am a conspiracy theorist, but like I don't think like when it comes to stuff like that, I was like, like you could have my DNA if you're gonna tell me what tribe I am from Africa. Like I'm okay with stuff like that. Oh, man. Yeah, man, it's fine. Plus, they give you, like, the basic raw data. So you can put it into anything and, like, find other people. Like, I found, like, so many cousins, especially in America. Oh, enough, shit. Uh, off the back of this. So, yeah, like, it, it was really good in that I connected with family members that I would never have found. It was really creepy and crazy. Well, that's, no, that's crazy but, cool. That's cool, actually. That's cool. Yeah. It was cool. Okay, I, I, I guess I can, like, deal with, you know, people storing my DNA for, like, future testing and shit, whatever, just to find out what other family members I have. That'd be, that'd be kind I, of I know they could, they could store my DNA to make clones of me. That's, <laughs> that's what I need, uh, honestly. I don't even know. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, because I don't know you like that. But, uh, <laughs> I know my clones, I know my clones would, would hold it down. He dance, he dances a lot, and he's also, like, he also runs a show called The Colton Show, so yeah, definitely, um, yeah, he, 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 he can get clones. He can get clones. I get clones. I got a lot of All different right. talents. They got different talented clones just <laughs> around the world. Oh, man. So, I'm right, man. So Emery, we definitely want to thank you for coming on to the PLC report. Uh, just this, this was this was an amazing conversation. Definitely, it's, it's our first international call, so I'm Ooh. kind of hyped about that as well. Oh. Season two, first international guest. Yeah, so you know, and I, I really, Ooh. I really want to you know share. I was talking to my mom before I left the house, and I'm like, yeah, you know, we're gonna interview this lady from from the UK, and we're gonna talk about her her network and stuff, and I really want you to hear this. So I really want to just like show people across the world that like, yo, black people. And PLC community in general, we're doing shit. Like yeah, we're gonna, doing I'm stuff. We do this. I'm gonna definitely play this one for my mom. She's gonna be real proud of me. She's like, oh my god, you, oh, have, you have like. I wish you had told me this before we recorded. No, it's okay. Show. My mom curses a lot. Yeah, we all we my all. My mom curses, curses okay. a lot, a lot. <laughs> mom, I'm sorry, mom. I'm sorry. My mom's a lady. She's a beautiful, respectful lady. Guys, don't don't think ill of my mom. <laughs> Oh, but um, yeah, just uh, shout out your network. You know, give all the links where people can find you. Uh, give your personal link if you want to. I don't know if you're doing. <laughs> if you want to be, eh, eh, eh. but okay, yeah, just shout out your network and and everything, and your podcast and everything else. Sure. So you can find me at Immy Morgan. That's I M I and Morgan, like the Captain Rum. Um, and you can also find me at Melanin Mill. That's my podcast, Melanin Millennials. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and various other places where you can find podcasts. And of course, I run the Shoutout Network, and it's shoutoutnetwork.co.uk or at shoutoutldn for London um, on Twitter and also Instagram. And yeah, we're doing a lot of things this year, so stay tuned because really big announcements are something that I can't talk about as I've said like three times <laughs> but do stay tuned because in the next couple of weeks we're going to be making some, some noise nice. and, and Melanin Millennials is having a live show make sure you get your tickets it's like 30 tickets right yeah there's like literally 30 tickets like it's like 30 tickets make stop sure playing. you get them right now stop playing around right now <laughs> yes 25th of February come through 
obviously you guys can't otherwise i'd definitely invite you but yeah we can we can but we but next time soon. next time we're gonna soon. let us know when you come through we'll we'll make it happen all right yeah. you feel me oh wait <laughs> I, I gotta ask you one question this is a super personal question do you watch like a lot of youtube videos no okay. why okay oh, because there's a random uh guy in the uk and he does this thing called the pangus munch and he like go, his name is oh. the chicken connoisseur and I watch that shit a lot. And it's super <laughs> hilarious. And it's super great. And when I come out there, I got to get some chicken from the chicken spot and a chicken burger <laughs> and some wings. Okay. You need to get Morley's, yeah. I'm from South. So, like, the chicken shop thing is actually, like, so real here. And it's territorial. So, I'm going to, I'm from the South. So, I'm going to say the South has the best chicken at Morley's. All right. We out. <laughs> we out. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks again for being here. Thank you guys for having me. It was fun. No I enjoyed it. I, I, we, we did we too. We enjoyed it too. All right. <laughs> good, All right. Good, good night. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. This is an Indie Creator Network podcast. I did it.